Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for October 16th, 2011. Next article is $20,000 offer, and this is for regarding the vaccine still. $20,000 offer, press release. Now, this was done a long time ago, but it's still, I believe, in effect. This was done in January of 2000, January, January 29th, 2001. Following offer is made to U.S. licensed medical doctors who routinely administer childhood vaccinations and to pharmaceutical company CEOs worldwide. This is just to them. Jack Doubleday, president of the California nonprofit corporation Natural Woman, Natural Man, Inc., hereby offers $20,000 um, to the first medical doctor or pharmaceutical company CEO who publicly drinks a mixture of standard vaccine active additive ingredients in the same amount as a six-year-old child is recommended to receive under the year 2000 guidelines of the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Seems pretty reasonable, doesn't it? I mean, you inject it straight in the bloodstream. What's the harm of drinking it? The mixture will not include the viruses or bacteria, dead or alive, so it's going to be even better than what you would have injected into your body. It's only going to have the additives. Uh, but it will contain the standard vaccine additive ingredients in their usual forms and proportions. The mixture will include, but will not be limited to, thimerosal, which is a mercury derivative, ethylene glycol, antifreeze, phenol, a disinfectant dye, benzothonium chloride, a disinfectant, formaldehyde, a preservative and disinfectant, also embalming fluid, uh, and aluminum. The mixture will be prepared by Jack Doubleday, three medical professionals that he names, and three medical professionals that the participant names. That's way, that way it's all in the up and up. Um, the mixture will be body weight calibrated. In other words, they're going to get the same dose that a six-year-old would get. Okay? It's only fair. And they're only going to have to drink it. They're not going to have to get it injected into the bloodstream. See, if you were to drink something, your body could at least identify and deal with, because that's a normal way that you would be exposed to something. When you get it right into the bloodstream from a needle, that's not a way the body can really cope with. It's not used to dealing with that. It's like you're bypassing a lot of the immune system. So, because the participant is either a professional caregiver who routinely administers childhood vaccinations or a pharmaceutical company CEO whose business is in part the sale of childhood vaccines, it is understood by all parties that the participant considers all vaccine additive ingredients to be safe and that the participant considers any mixture containing these ingredients to be safe as well. Hey, you're injecting it into little kids, little helpless kids. Stand behind it, Doc. Come on. Put your money where your mouth is. No. There's no way. No way. This event will be held within six months of the participants' written agreement to above. And now they had all this other legal language in there to merely make it official. Okay, I, I didn't include that in this. But um, uh, the event will be held within six months of the participants' written agreement to the above in further elaborated terms. In other words, they said in the, in the written agreement that you can't come back and sue us or hold us liable for whatever happens to you. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You can go and get a vaccine and, you know, whatever happens to you happens. Your, your little kid's decimated. He's autistic. He dies. He starts seizure activity. He has these horrific things. That's too bad. That's just a risk you took. 
But now, when the tables are turned, there's no takers at all. None. The off, this offer is dated January 29, 2001, and has no expiration date unless superseded by a similar offer of higher remuneration. At this point, nobody's ever taken them up. Imagine that. Next article. Uh, listener writes... And she says, um, I just finished listening to part one, and you said that you were not sure if the craft doctors, meaning the witchcraft docs, are still pushing the IUD, inner uterine device. Remember how he talked about the inner uterine devices actually um, will cause abortions because they, they will not allow a fertilized egg. Remember, life begins at conception. They will not allow fertilized eggs to implant into the uterus. That's how they work. IUDs are basically producing an abortion factory in the woman that they're inserted into. They are cursed devices. Okay? The, the witchcraft docs are not still pushing the IUD or not. She says, yes, they are on virtually every channel of the TV, right next to all the very wonderful vaccine commercials and the pill. The pill also, if you take it. Well, many times will act as an abortifactant. It will change the lining of the uterus of the woman. And a fertilized egg cannot implant into the uterus lining because the pill has changed that hormonally. So that acts as an abortifactant. Acts as, as turns your body into an abortion factory. The IUD does it. The pill does it. The patch does it. They all do it. So again, what type of curse is that woman bringing on herself spiritually and not even knowing it from, from using these birth control methods. I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying it because I love you enough to tell you the truth. And we're going to talk more about that when we, when we talk about um, the uh, Susan G. Komen Race for the Cure Foundation. What a bunch of satanic devils they are. I want to do it right now, but it's, it's, if I do it, then it's going to be, um, inserted into this with vaccinations and it's, it's going to, I'm going to be off track, but I will get to that Susan G. Komen in this whole month of October. We just drove by this place today and they were doing cutting for the cure. Uh, what a lie from the pit of hell. When you hear this information, it, it's, it's so horrific, but it's so typical. So typical. What a lie. Anything that the mass media is promoting, just assume it's satanic. Assume it's evil. Most of the time it is. You know, anyway, the last part, and I'm not going to get into this because I don't have time, but it's vaccination, the pet controversy. I'm going to supply you with a link, which I also believe there's more links within this article you can look at. Remember that humans are vaccinated only a few times, well, not anymore, but they're vaccinated less than the typical animal. Although we can certainly see big farmers trying their best to see that this changes, meaning humans are vaccinated more, whereas animals are so treated once or twice a year for their entire life. Most people with chronically ill animals believe the animals were already sick when they got them, but often we can trace their problems to the time of vaccination or to their parents having been vaccinated. Um, it's true that vaccinosis, which is a condition which refers to chronic disease pattern occurring after vaccination, um, does not affect all vaccinated animals, but 
some are fortunate enough to have very strong immune systems. But if you or your animals have ever been affected by it, you'll never forget it. You take a risk every time you allow your animals, your children, or yourself to be vaccinated. And and hopefully you're seeing it's a gigantic risk. It's a body, soul, and spirit risk. Okay? Remember, it's your choice, it's your decision, unless laws in your state complicate your freedom of choice. Well, you know... (laughs) As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If the laws of the land tell me to do something satanic, something against the word of God, then I obey the word of God over the laws of the land, which are inferior to the word of God. So, anyway, i give you the link to that article. <laughs> Just put it this way. The vaccinations are no less toxic for the animals than they are the humans. It's, it's no different It's not like all of a sudden, oh, for animals it's okay. No, it's not. Okay, next article. Uh, Finally got to point five here. Now, now not all these points. That was the longest point I'm going to address, vaccination. It took like three parts. Sorry about that. It just kind of worked out that way. It's just such a tremendous issue to address. Uh, False flu pandemic which is point five, 19 ways they're trying to kill us, an investigation into the World Health Organization's proclamation that the world was a bonafide, was in a bonafide pandemic. Uh, it was discovered that there were unscrupulous and conflict of interest ties to pharmaceutical companies. Wow. Now, I think they're referring to maybe the swine flu, because it said as after changing the criteria for that level to a six classification, I don't know if you remember that, and I did several teachings on it, just keying swine flu in the keyword search box at Continue for Truth. But I mean, there was all kind of panic, fear, terror, fear of man being, you know, put upon humanity regarding that bogus, totally bogus event. Um, and it was discovered there there was all kind of unscrupulous, unscrupulous conflict of interest ties to pharmaceutical companies, you know, It could have been discovered before the fact, but it was also discovered after the fact. So it says, wow, what a surprise. And yes, what was the payoff going to be? Billions of flu shots sold. You know, not only that, but then also Satan's agenda, you know, uh, steal, kill, destroy, defile. Sometimes I think they need to float a trial balloon just to see how many people are still buying their scary propaganda, inflamed and enabled by the corporate-owned mainstream media. Pharmaceutical companies, with the government's help, have already accomplished blackmailing parents into shooting up their children with a plethora of vaccines if they want to send them to school. The powers that be are bent on finding some way to force their poisons into all of us. Keep in mind that whatever the TV is trying to sell you, whatever story they go crazy over, it means one of two things. Either they promote the powers that be's agenda, power that be's agenda, or to divert your attention away from their agenda. And when they omit news, that's important to your life. So, uh, if if so, don't you think, it's so that you don't think there's an agenda at all. And we talked a lot about that in the previous teachings. Now, one of the things that kind of launched my ministry was a 14-city tour I did back in 06, uh, entitled Avion Flu, Killer of Millions. I uh, believe you can still go up to the Prophecy Club and buy the DVD if you want to see that. Uh, <clears throat> what I did is I took that PowerPoint presentation. There was like 100, 
30 or 40 slides. It took me like six months to put it together. And after I did the tour, I actually uh, added to it, modified it a little bit, and I put a couple more teachings up on the internet that were free. Now, you're not going to see me speaking, but you will see the PowerPoint slides and me talking in the background. There's a 16-part, uh, which is called Avion Flu Pandemic, uh, What to Expect, How to Prepare. Now, this is just as applicable today as it was back then. And then also Avion Flu Population Control, H5N1, and uh, Biological Warfare. And it's just a five-part teaching. So... I give you the links to that. You can click on. It's going to be on page, I think, 12 of this PDF. You'll see it in green. Um, you can click on those videos, watch them for free. And really, that's going to address that subject, the pandemic subject, much more thoroughly than, than I could ever address it in this teaching because you're actually going to be looking at the PowerPoints. You're actually going to be seeing what we're talking about. And the whole agenda. And a lot of it relates to exactly what we're talking about today. Um, but I think it, it will be something that uh, could potentially be a blessing for you and will help you be proactive regarding that subject. Next point is pharmaceutical drugs. Uh, I think the number of deaths caused by prescription drugs each year. Now this is the man writing this article on the 19 ways they, they are trying to kill us. Um, I think the number of deaths caused by prescription Prescription drugs each year is up to 200,000, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that's not even the mistakes uh, that, in other words, there's other things that contribute to that number, death number. That's the number for properly prescribed meds. And, and remember something, that's what they're admitting to. You can't trust them. It's probably far, far greater than that. The drug companies trump up a crisis, like cholesterol numbers that are too high, restless leg syndrome, hyperactive kids, whatever, just when they are ready to release a shiny new pill for that exact problem. On the cholesterol thing, read the book, uh, I believe it's called The Cholesterol Myth, by U.V. Rastoffen. I don't know how to spell his name, I just know it's U.V. Rastoffen. And this is an MD that did the study and totally conclusively proved that people that had the highest cholesterol numbers like in certain parts of France, and there's one other place, had actually the longest, one of the longest life expectancies, with the highest cholesterol numbers. We're being told a total lie about cholesterol. Total lie. Now, there is validity in HDL to LDL ratios, and triglyceride numbers, and these types of things. But just to look at total cholesterol is garbage. And you can get the facts on that in that particular book, or just key and cholesterol myth, uh, UV rest often online, and you could probably read a lot of his writings there, so, and he's an MD, so, there's been many others that have done studies on that as well, that totally debunk it, but, you know, uh, they lie and they fudge in their testing, hide the flaws in their results, push for fast-track approval, and voila, billions more pour into their coffers, while people start kneeling over in uh, droves, uh, by the time the FDA decides to even study the issue, thousands have died, and don't you just love being the real test subjects for them? And you don't even get paid to be in a clinical trial. Even if the hungry lawyers get the class action suits going, the damages are far, far smaller than the company has already been, uh, that the company has already raked in. 
Oh well, there's always collateral damage with these things, you know. Haven't I heard those words before somewhere, like when the government is, is making excuses for killing innocent civilians during war? Yeah, pretty much the same mindset, I would have to say. Okay, going further, how are Americans dying? Now this is part of the study, this is one of the first things I ever put together. It's called Destroyed for Lack of Knowledge, What Your Doctor's Not Telling You. It's a huge, I can't go over online, it's like, I don't know, something like 45 pages or something now. And the thing is, is that it's just covering a portion of the problems that exist. It's just so vast. I mean, this is incomplete. This 19-part point study is incomplete regarding all the ways they're trying to kill us. It's just a sliver of some of the major things they're trying to do. Okay? Um, but this is a excerpt from that study. And it's entitled, How Are Americans Dying? Quote, a definitive review and close reading of the peer medical review journals and the government health statistics show that American medicine frequently causes more harm than good. The number of people having in-hospital adverse drug reactions to prescribed medicine is 2.2 million. Dr. Richard Beezer of the CDC, so this is from the horse's mouth, the CDC said this in 1995 and said that the number of unnecessary antibiotics prescribed annually for viral infections was 20 million. <laughs> yeah, I would say that they're all unnecessary. You know why? Antibiotics do nothing for viruses. Nothing. They only work on bacteria. And that's only three to five strains, typically. So if it's the bacteria is not in one of the strains the antibiotics been designed for, it won't work on them at all. And it doesn't work on viruses at all. But they're, they're, they're prescribing antibiotics for viral infections. 20 million unnecessary prescriptions, which then get you into the whole medical system, like I said, of the whole reoccurring uh, candida yeast infections, reoccurring ebb and flow of the immune system, going back and forth to the med- oh, get my antibiotics. Your, your own immune system ends up decimated as a result. Dr. Beezer in 2003 now refers to tens of millions of unnecessary antibiotics. The number of unnecessary medical and surgical procedures performed annually is 7.5 million. This was a 95. Unnecessary medical and surgical procedures. Oh, it's only 7.5 million people. Come on. What's the big deal? I mean, that, that is staggering, that number. The number of people, and this is what they're admitting to. <laughs> Who knows what the real number is? The number of people exposed to unnecessary hospitalization annually is only 8.9 million. Come on. We're making a mountain out of a molehill here. But one herb that supposedly has a reaction with somebody's front page news. But, you know, 8.9 million in the hospital unnecessarily, that's not even a blip on the back page. And this is what the CDC admits to. Staggering, these numbers. The, the total number of iatrogenic deaths shown in the following table is 783,936. What does the term iatrogenic mean? Now, this is from JAMA, the Journal of American Medicine Association. This is like one of the gold standards 
So that's why I try to use their terminology and their statistics of what they admit to. Okay? So you can't accuse me of being biased. The term iatrogenic is defined as, quote, induced in a patient by a physician's activity, manner, or therapy, especially used especially to pertain to a complication of a treatment. Now that can mean you being in the hospital and catching an infection, because there's all, all kind of other sick people there. That could mean properly prescribed drugs. It could mean improperly prescribed drugs. It could mean um, surgeries, necessary and unnecessary. There's a lot of things that could fall under the term iatrogenic. Now remember what I just said. The total number of iatrogenic deaths sh- shown in the table cited in this study is 783,936. That's almost 800,000 people per year dying of medical incompetence of some level or another. 800,000. It is evident that the American medical system is the leading cause of death and injury in the United States. The leading one. Beating cancer. Remember what I said about cancer? We we looked up at the the total number of deaths for 2010. They admitted to 583,000, I believe. Well, the total number of iatrogenic deaths is almost 800,000. Whoa, I mean, that's pretty pretty heavy duty. I'll give you the link to this particular article so you can see for yourself. Now, let's look at some statistics from the CDC, uh, Centers for Disease Control. The 2003 data shows that heart disease and cancer are by far the most common causes of death in America. These two causes are responsible for 65% of all recorded deaths. What is this telling us? And I give you the chart here. What it tells us is atrogenic deaths. Now I give you all the links. These are all CDC links, governmental links. Again, I'm not being biased. I'm just citing their data. Iatrogenic deaths from the conventional medicine field would technically be number one in the above list. And I give you the little graph here. If it was included, which it should be. Why shouldn't iatrogenic deaths be included in these statistics? It would be iatrogenic deaths of medical incompetence deaths, essentially. Medical, pharmaceutical, hospital deaths. Almost 800,000 would be at the top of the chart. Cancer, for this particular year, what they admitted to was 600-something thousand. It would be, or actually heart disease, I'm sorry. That would be second. Cancer which was, it looks like about 550,000, would be third. Stroke would be fourth. And then it goes down from there. But an atrogenic death should be number one on the chart. Why isn't that front page news? Because it's all part of the plan to kill us and to suppress information. Hopefully we've convinced you of that by now. What's the next point we're going to talk about? Fluoridated water. This is a little trick they stole from the Hitler's playbook. It's just so expensive to dispose of the waste from the aluminum manufacturing plants like Alcoa, which that's what fluoride is. Sodium fluoride is a waste byproduct of aluminum manufacturing. Okay, So it's just really expensive to dispose of it. So what could we conjure up as a good use for it then? Never mind that it actually causes brain damage and cancer and makes your teeth mottled. Yes, it actually destroys your bones and makes your teeth mottled. It's called dental fluorosis. Look it up. Like, go up to um, a search engine and key in dental fluorosis and then click on the images, and you'll see what it actually does to your teeth if you get too much of it. 
Okay. Um, and it corrodes your bones. It causes bone softening issues. It's not good for your bones. It's not like organically occurring fluoride that you would get like from a plant that you ate, which that kind of fluoride is good. But sodium fluoride, which is a toxic byproduct of the aluminum industry, which actually is rat poison, it's the main ingredient in rat poison. That, that's okay. We can put that in your water and in your toothpaste and give it to little kids at schools and little cups and and all that. That's okay. That's all good. Come on. What is wrong with you? Don't you know death is good? Evil is good? Right? That's what this world's coming to. That's what they're saying. All these things that we're exposing that are so flagrantly, obviously evil. No, no, no. Those are all good. What's wrong with you, Dr. Johnson? What's what's wrong with you? How dare you call them evil? No, I will call them evil because they are evil. And it's flagrantly obvious that they are evil and they need to be exposed. So, um, their solution is, we'll just put that skull and crossbones on the 55-gallon drums of sodium fluoride to warn the people who are dumping it into the water supply. Because we got to make sure they're, they're warned because we don't really want to kill them. That would be a little too flagrant. We want to make sure that they're doing a good job dumping it into our water supply. You know? Um, but they still think it's good for them because we said so, essentially. Um, and then we'll also pay the dentist to agree. Which is basically what's happened. Now, I'm not demonizing all dentists, but I'm saying that between the mercury amalgam fillings and the fluoride thing, <laughs> the dentists have been used mightily in this depopulation scheme, in this destroying uh, physically people's bodies because you can't get much more toxic than mercury amalgam fillings and fluoride. And the dentist promoting the fluoride-based toothpaste like Crest and these types of ones and saying, you know, you need to do this. I'm sorry, but that's the way it's... That's the the cold hard truth of the matter here. Uh, If you go up and do a keyword search for the fluoride deception, there's a book that's been written about this and they've got their own website. I don't have it listed right here, but I do have a a website that we are going to list, but the fluoride deception, it's a whole book written on this. And if, if you don't believe this, read it. It's, it's all documented. And, and, um, again, one good thing that's coming out in the day and time we're living in is that this information is coming out and it's so overwhelmingly obvious and flagrant what's going on here. It's making it harder and harder and harder for people just to ignore. I mean, yeah, they can just ignore it, I guess, but the information's being, it's really coming out at a high rate, and and, um, a lot of people are starting to actually take a stand against this. And again, that is a very good thing. Now, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play a clip, again, from InfoWars. This is excellent clip that they just put up there recently. And they actually go into a fluoride treatment facility. Now, I would recommend you watch this. And again, I'm not putting a rubber stamp on Alex Jones and InfoWars. Okay, we're gleaning from the site. Okay. But we're going to watch about a little over seven minutes of this. We're going to listen to it. But you might want to really go and watch this because they're actually in this fluoride treatment plant. And you're actually seeing, and I'm going to narrate some for you, but it's just mind-blowing what's going on here. 
So I'm going to get this cranked up. I'm going to pause this for a second. Okay, we're going to roll this, and it's a uh, never-seen-before undercover footage shot in an Austin water treatment facility, demonstrating the process of adding the corrosive and highly toxic chemical to the water supply. Now remember, this is what Hitler did. Hitler did this to the concentration camp victims to make them docile and passive, dumb them down, and, and this was one of the main things you do to a population to burn out their lower brain lobes, which, which is the area of the brain that controls your will to resist. Understand, that's a big, probably the main reason this is done. To create a bunch of what we call fluoride heads, zombies, that they have no will to resist. They'll just go along with anything. Now, I'm not being, trying to be mean here. I'm telling you that's why they're doing it. Not only that, it kills you, causes all these other horrific diseases. Uh, it's going to lower your life expectancy by who knows how much. depends on how much you drink. It depends on how well your system can cope with this poison. And it's also a way that they can make tons and tons and tons of money by taking a poison, calling it good, and injecting it into the water supply and into the toothpaste. I mean, the toothpaste, just grab a bottle of thing of Crest or whatever fluoride toothpaste you have and just look at the warning on the back. And it says if you swallow more than you would normally consume in brushing, more than like a whatever little dollop on there, call poison control. Why? Because it is a poison and you can die from it. I mean, people have killed themselves before by, by ingesting toothpaste. A, a tube is enough to kill a grown man. Well, enough sodium fluoride is in there enough to kill you. And yet you're, you're putting it into your mouth, the, most, the part of your body that's the most highly absorbable area in the, 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 muco, the mucosal layer of the mouth and sublingually under the tongue that area of the body is it will absorb things greater than any other area of the body and you're using fluoridated toothpaste in that very area it's all by design to kill you and let's just go ahead and roll this and let them kind of walk you through this gentlemen we're back from break again i'm aaron dyke sitting in alex is going to be back on monday but we want to take you now to a special fluoride report we've put together just for this episode of the infowars nightly news and the several segments you're going to see them coming up now the first one is hidden footage never before seen from the austin water treatment plant where they add the fluoride after the filtration process i went on this tour and we also sat through a lecture along with some of the fluoride action people from here in the area and it's incredible. They have a pretty reasonable water treatment facility, several stages of filtration, and then they just add the corrosive, deadly, and harmful fluoride on top of it after cleaning the rest of the water. It's shameful, but we're going to take you now to that report so you can see for yourself what really goes on to your water. And this is not even mentioning the chlorine, which is a whole other animal in and of itself. I mean, causes placking of the arteries, uh, cancer, I mean, all kinds of horrific things the chlorine does as, the chlorine does as well. And this is on top of that that you have the fluoride to deal with. Water. For more than 60 years, the federal government in the United States, as well as many other governments across the planet, have carried out an elaborate hoax designed to convince the public that fluoride is added to most water supplies to improve oral hygiene. This report will examine the facts. 
Hundreds of chemicals are added to municipal water supplies, all under the name fluoride. Sodium fluoride and its variants are the chemical byproducts of aluminum fertilizer, cement, steel, and nuclear weapons manufacturing. Children who ingest fluoride will actually get a form of tooth decay called dental fluorosis, dark brown stains, and tooth decay. The American Dental Association recently put out a nationwide alert. In the memo, they warned parents not to make baby formula using fluoridated water. Fluoride is the active ingredient in many pesticides, like rat poison. Fluoride has been proven to cause brain damage, reduced IQ, impairs memory and learning. It has been conclusively shown to cause damage in the kidneys. It has been directly linked to bone disease, bone cancer, reduced thyroid activity. And it has also been proven that it's linked to other cancers. Unfortunately, this is only the beginning of the list of medical issues directly related to the ingestion of fluoride. Now, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. That product that's just come out, it's called Adya Clarity. A-D-Y-A Clarity. You can find it online. I think you can find it on Alex Jones's site, too. As well as the Intel Hub site. Uh, that purports, and I believe they've got a lot of information. They've got a, a thing you can go up there and watch that that will actually get fluoride and chlorine and all these chemicals out of the water and neutralize them. And so if you're somewhere, this is what I do, you go out and let's say, you know, you're if you you eat out or something, and I know in this area the water's fluoridated, okay? Um, now, I'm not saying this is ideal, but I'm saying that what you can do to offset, if you know you're going to be drinking fluoridated water, is take the Adia Clarity with you and, you know, put... You know, eight to ten drops in the glass or, or whatever you're drinking, you know, stir it up, let it sit in there, you know, a little bit. And then, you know, it's much, I believe at that point, it's much safer to consume because of the, of what's actually taking place. And in order to understand what it actually does, you have to go watch the, the, uh, listen to the audio or the videos that they've got on. It's called Adia Clarity. And I believe it's, it's advertised up here on Infowars.com and also on, uh, Intel Hub intelhub.com a lot of listeners have asked me about it and I've tried their things where you put it in the water and you let it sit you know like overnight and it, it is it is definitely pulling stuff out of the water there is no doubt about it it's actually also giving you trace minerals and there's a lot of other benefits to taking it so I really like it really kind of expensive but a little bit of it goes a long way as well I mean a little bit of it I think in your end time survival pack, I think a bottle of this stuff would be potentially a potential lifesaver because you don't know if if they they shut everything down, power, water, you might not have access to clean water. And you might have to kind of uh, you know, be in a situation where you can you drink what you, you've got, and that's why it's good to have some uh um, filtration, backup filtration, uh, maybe making sure that you're near a um, some type of water source would be very ideal or near a well. If you have a well, actually having a hand pump on it in case you didn't have or either either maybe solar 
but a hand pump would probably be the best thing because if you were to get hit with an EMP attack, it's going to fry everything electrical. So a hand pump on a well would be good. Even a freshwater pond, you can purify that water. Um, those are some things that you might want to think about. Some people have those big, gigantic uh, water cisterns. Um, some people buy the big um, water plastic that's a good grade of plastic, though, that they actually store it in. But that's a little bit dicier because whenever you have stagnant water, uh, it's a little bit tougher to keep that water good because stagnant water will tend to go bad. Now, it can be done, but it's a little more dicey to try to do that. So, anyway, I just want to kind of throw that in there before I forget to say something about it. So, I'm going to go further now. After years of attempting to get the city of Austin to allow our crew in to show the deadly poison-filled fluoride tanks, we were finally allowed to. But the tour guide at the water treatment plant told us that it was their policy that we not shoot video. Well, it's our policy to show the people of Central Texas and the world who are being forcibly fluoridated to see the truth. It is our policy to resist tyranny. So here, See, remember, we're being forced, this is being forced on us, essentially. You know, we're being poisoned, and this is just one of the ways we're being poisoned. They're forcing this on us without our real consent, because... Real consent implies informed consent. People aren't informed. If people were, even even if you were really apathetic, if you were really informed that you were ingesting a poison every day and it was killing you, even if somebody's totally self-centered, they're going to be like, well, I don't want to be poisoned. I don't want to be killed. We're not, we never received informed consent regarding this. And there should be, I mean, if anybody that like goes into a certain area and, and let's say the water company turns your water on or whatever, they should be sent a thing saying, okay, this, yeah, we fluoridate our water, we put chlorine in it, and here's all the potential um, side effects, risks of this, these things, death and cancer and, and you know, all these things. And we just want you, we, we need you to, to be informed of this um, before we actually turn on your water. I mean, do you, there would be an absolute total upheaval and outcry, I believe. But we're not given that opportunity at all in this particular company, country. It's just forced on us, essentially. Here's the footage. That's what it is, so. So there's tank two and tank one. Now, he's showing them the fluoride tanks in this particular video footage. The tour guide even jokingly pointed out the fact that the fluoride acid would eat holes in the concrete and paint. See, see this corrosion here? This is not corroding this from the air. This is from acid vapors in here, okay? So they've had to go in and, and it looks like replace this, okay? They had to take it out, it looks like. It, it, just the pipes, which are painted purple, the paint is peeling off them. The little, um, the, the metal brackets that are, are allowing, that like from where the pipes go into these big tanks where they're dumped into, I mean, this isn't a big pipe. We're talking about maybe a three-inch pipe. It's painted purple because I think they want to make sure they know where the poison is coming from and going to. Um, all the metal brackets, the, 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 the everything is just corroded and you can tell it's an ongoing process to even, 
deal with this sodium fluoride because it's so corrosive, it's so toxic, that it's an ongoing thing that they have to deal with just to keep the pipes and the brackets that are holding the pipes intact. You can see the pipes where they lovingly pump the carcinogenic, brain-eating chemical weapon into you and your children's water supply. It reminds me of Auschwitz. It reminds me of, like, you know, you know those pictures you've seen of, like, where they said, okay, you need to go in here, you need to strip down naked, and you need to go in here, and we're going to de-lice you, or whatever they called it, you know? And they go in there, and it's the gas chambers, and they look like faucets, and actually that's where the gas, the Cyclone B nerve gas, made by IG Farben, who was actually the, the company, that, that, the German company that um, started the... Um, the modern-day advent of the pharmaceutical companies. This is where the modern-day advent of the pharmaceutical companies started, IG Farben, a German company, which after World War II split into TDK. We don't make the products you last... We don't make the products you use. We make the products you use last longer. Remember TDK? Those, those old commercials they used to... That's TDK. And then also Bayer of the Bayer Aspirin fame, one of the most wicked pharmaceutical companies on the planet. That's what R.G. Farben split into. And then there was one other company they split into. But that same wicked roots has transferred all through to um, the modern-day pharma... Car- and you wonder why they're so wicked and they're so evil. But these pipes remind me of the Nazi uh, camps where they did use fluoride. And they medicated and they, they fluoridated the water of the uh, Nazi uh, prison camp victims and stuff. It's just, it's ghoulish, this video. This type of fluoride-based acid has the CDC's highest danger rating of number four. Again, it is in the most... They're showing the CDC's rating. They're showing fluorosilic acid. You can see it right on the outside, Okay which is fluoride's technical name, and the CDC has given it their highest danger rating. And it's okay, though, to dump this into the water supply and, and, and put it in pediatric uh, preparations for children because they, we want to make sure their teeth are nice and strong, even though it does the exact opposite. It's just mind-blowing, this information. Dangerous class of chemicals with an MSDS health rating of four, life-threatening, major or permanent damage may result from a single or repeated exposure, organ failure, cancer, the list goes on and on, all purposely pumped into your water supply. If sodium fluoride and its other variants are so dangerous... But why are more than 70% of U.S. cities forcing it on their citizens as a form of forced medication? Eugenics is the long-standing plan of population control and domination being quietly carried out by those who are determined to bring about a one-world government and a new world order. Fluoride was used by the Nazis to poison the water in the concentration camps and slave labor camps. The Nazis knew that the brain-damaging effects of fluoride would enable them to control the populations with more ease. Today, fluoride is being forced upon Americans in more than 70% of the country. This is not law. It is a federal mandate. Because the population is becoming aware and medical doctors are speaking out, 
The feds are now lobbying states like Arkansas to pass laws commanding local governments to add high levels of sodium fluoride to their water supplies. As Americans are becoming more educated about the issue, many activists are standing up to water fluoridation and laying the groundwork for taking it out of their water supply. Dr. Paul Conant is the executive director of the Fluoride Action Network. Thanks to Dr. Conant's efforts, the Calgary City Council voted 10 to 3 to remove toxic substances from their public drinking water. A few days ago, it was finalized that Calgary in Alberta, that's 1.1 million people, are now going to be fluoride-free. Now, many other cities in the U.S. and across the world are following suit. And that's why the establishment is striking back. Tim Cameron of Mount Clemens City, Michigan, proposed to his city council to have all fluoride removed from the tap water and won with a 6-0 to zero vote. Agenda item 9C, request commission approval of a resolution rescinding the addition of fluoride at the city of Mount Clemens water filtration plant. I need a motion, please. Motion to approve a resolution rescinding the addition of fluoride at the city of Mount Clemens water filtration plant. Second. We'll call this. Campbell? Yes. Draker? Yes. Gaysher? Yes. Hill? Yes. Johns? Yes. Flesh? Yes. Motion unanimously. That's what one man did by simply presenting the scientific facts to his counsel. State Representative Dr. Joe Hinton. Now, I had a listener, I believe he's a chiropractor, in Tennessee, do this exact thing in his town in Tennessee, and he won it. They took the floor out of the water supply. I, I, I got his email. I probably still have it somewhere, but I, I kind of lost it. But that was... This is happening all over the United States. They're approving this, uh, you know, taking this toxic poison out of the water. And I had one of my listeners did this already. So this is a wonderful thing. ...of Tennessee sent letters to every district in his state urging them to stop adding fluoride to the drinking water and has had very successful results. In future reports, we will document the fact that under the name fluoride, upwards of 300-plus chemicals are legally added to your water supply. Americans are forced to drink a literal toxic waste stew that is... So what he's getting at here is under the name of fluoride, we're possibly ingesting 300 more chemicals on top of this alone being injected into the water supply. You know, this is why I don't trust the water supply at all. Nothing. I have one of these Echolo Blues, which actually created out of thin air. And I know that, granted, I understand they're chemtrailing, but if it's inside your house and um, these types of things, you're, you're at a, uh, a much better position to actually control what's going into your body. You cannot trust anything that the government is, is providing for you at this point. Left over from different industries who would have to pay to store the toxic waste. Instead, our cities, in some cases, pay millions of dollars a year for the poison. The good news is people all over the world, not just the United States, are waking up. Right here in Austin, we're seeing more and more restaurants advertising that they have fluoride-free, healthy, clean, filtered water. Our report... So they go into, they actually interview some inter, some restaurants in Austin. I'm not going to play that. One of them is called Hop Dotties. And it, I'm looking at the sign they've got, and it says, reverse osmosis water, no fluoride, no chlorine, just pure and simple. So now I don't think reverse osmosis, though, by itself 
I'm almost positive that is not enough to remove fluoride. Chlorine, yes. Chlorine is best removed through uh, carbon filtration and KDF filters. Now, that's why I say everybody should have a KDF filter on their shower, you know, at bare minimum, because that's going to get out the chlorine, which when you're in a shower, you can literally turn the shower into a gas bath of, like, your, your, the, the chlorine's much more potent when it's under, um, if it's being uh, steamed or atomized through a hot shower. And those KDF filters, you can buy those at pretty much uh, most of the major hardware stores. I don't like the charcoal filters because for a shower because they do not work at high temperatures. KDF, which is the medium that actually takes out the chlorine, will work at a higher temperature. Now, granted, it's not going to get uh, fluoride or a lot of the other things, but I think the chlorine is the main thing you have to watch out for in a high temperature situation. I could be wrong, okay? But I know that at least you're getting that out. And I mean, I, I don't know if... I'm sure you're aware, like, when you take showers, uh, if, like, I go to, like, a hotel or something, and, you know, it's like a gas chamber. If the water here is horrific where I'm at in North Carolina, I mean, I smell the chlorine just coming out of the uh, of the faucet, you know, if left on. I mean, it's, and that's just one stream, but if you atomize it and you, and you, do it out of the head of a shower, you're increasing the surface area, and then if you put add heat with it, it's you're literally absorbing a gigantic dose of chlorine every time you go in there. And it's horrifically bad for you. So KDF shower filters are a must. The, the best thing you could do would be whole house filtration that's actually getting out the chlorine and the fluoride. That's not cheap, okay? And um, uh, But that's the best option you know, that you could probably have as far as protecting all the water in your house. Again, they're injecting so many different chemicals under the guise of fluoride that it's hard to say um, what you're actually able to get out and what you're not. I, I, I do believe the filtration um, is getting better. They're coming up with now fluoride filters that are getting more of that out. Um, I believe that um, IntelHub.com and uh, Alex Jones and these types of things, they a lot of times advertise some really good filtration systems that are, people are becoming more aware of this and realizing that it really is a big deal and it's not just some uh, trivial matter to address. Now, going further, the guy that he talked about of the Fluoride Action Network, I give you their website. It's www.fluoridealert.org and it's also on page 14 of the PDF for this teaching. It's the Fluoride Action Network. I also give you his email. Uh, 2011 is turning out to be a big year in the fight against fluoridation. It seems that just about every week, one or two more communities are rejecting this unethical and unsafe practice. Well, this week is no different. We have two more big fluoride-free victories to tell you about. On September 30th, the BPP Water Corporation in Spencer, Indiana, stopped adding fluoride to the drinking water for approximately 10,500 people. It's really nice when I can report on something positive. You know, I mean, I'm not inherently a negative person. But, unfortunately, the vast majority of news that I have to warn people about is negative in nature. Uh, but this is actually something positive. You know, uh, the water company cited the rising cost of fluoride as the major factor for the decision. Well... I don't care what their excuse is. I believe they were being put pressure on, and that was their excuse to make it maybe seem more uh, politically correct, and they wouldn't maybe uh, step on any of the, the fluoride 
company's toes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, then, in Florida, approximately 700,000 people will be free from fluoridated water later this fall. The commissions, commissioners of Pinellas County voted 4-3 to three to end the seven-year practice of adding fluoride to the drinking water after hearing its potential harm from dozens of concerned citizens. See, there is strength in numbers. This is why, this is a good thing. This is a righteous, holy thing to pursue. Okay, I'm not saying all the people there are saved, but I'm saying this is a good thing. Thing you're not exposing little children and and pregnant mothers and 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 babies in the womb and I mean I'm, I'm and then everyone else to this poison and it goes on to say um, the decision to end fluoridation and save taxpayers approximately two hundred thousand a year I mean they're they're making out like a bandit this is just one area the fluoride companies that are selling them this toxic garbage from the pit of hell are making 200,000 bucks a year off this. Um, it was made after substantial pressure from numerous dentists. Well, those are some good dentists now. Those are some dentists I would applaud. And the Florida Dental Association was... Um, oh, no, hold on. I'm sorry. I said the exact opposite. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not to say there's not good dentists, but the decision to end fluoridation and save taxpayers approximately $200,000 per year was made even after substantial pressure from numerous dentists and the Florida Dental Association was put on the commissioners. So, no, these devil dentists, these... Uh, <laughs> uh, be angry and sin not, you know type of thing, thought in my head. These wonderful uh, devil dentists and this wonderful devil Florida Dental Association were putting substantial pressure on the commissioners not to do this, to keep this poison in the water. I don't care if they're brainwashed from college. I, I, I don't care. They're still tools of Satan if they're doing this. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's to me, it's irrelevant. It's, at some point, you need to do the homework. You need to understand what you're recommending. It's not that hard. Just do a keyword search online. Well, they're, they're they don't have they don't have computers, Dennis. They, they they can't do that. They can't do any of their own independent research. No, I'm sorry. That's not gonna that's not gonna be an excuse when they stand before God. It will not be an excuse. Not to say there's not any good dentists, okay? But I'm just saying, the majority, as the majority of the medical profession, they, at one level or another, are serving Satan and serving Satan's agenda of depopulation and they are trying to kill us and this is how they're doing it. Now, I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose, all of them. Some of them are Luciferians. I know that I've done studies about Satanists and Luciferians and one of the main areas they love to gravitate to is the medical field as well as preachers, Christian preachers because they can do the most damage in that spiritually as a preacher. Physically, they can do the most damage as, a, as an MD. So, I'm sorry, but that's the, that's the facts. I've seen that too many times. So, there are a number of communities that will be holding upcoming votes and public hearings on fluoridation in the coming months, including... Now, some of these are almost ready to pass, and some of them aren't. Some of them are already passed. But, just so you know, these are other communities that are having public hearings on fluoridation. Uh, Williams Lake, British Columbia, uh, that's November 19th, so that's coming up. 
I'm just going to cite these and go on. Churchill, Manitoba, October 18th. That's tomorrow, and this teacher will probably be up then. So that one might be a little late, but at least you'll know about it. Austin, Texas, which is where Alex Jones was. I know they're going to have a lot of people there, I'm sure. October 18th at 3 p.m. Uh, and again, I give you all the links here to all these. There's a link to each one of these hearings that you can click on. Um, Aspen, Colorado, October 11th. That one's already passed. Hot Springs, Florida. doesn't say when on that one. Bethel, Alaska. That one already happened on October 11th. Uh, Dammer, Escoda. <laughs> and Newcastle, Maine. November 8th, that one's still coming. Heartland, Michigan, November 15th. And this is just the start. More and more communities are debating the issue, and many more will be voting on this in the fall and winter. See, if you can get somebody to understand the evils of this and how evil it really is, again, it can be a tremendous stepping stone or ice-breaking tools to give them other truth. Okay, A lot of times it's just getting that one, the foot in the door, for the one thing that'll create a avalanche effect, cascading effect for other truth that they'll end up embracing. With prayer behind that, and possibly fasting, you know, who knows what the Lord can do. So, um, there's going to be other communities, including New York City, but if you could get a big city, like New York City, what a precedent that would be. Um, Moncton, New Brunswick, some of these are Canada, some of them are uh, United States, Philomath, Philomath, Oregon. Uh, if you know of any upcoming public hearings, meetings, or votes on fluoridation, please make sure to notify. It's it's the link you can click on. Notify Fan of Florida Action Network, and you, so we can spread the word about these important opportunities and end fluoridation. Now, a lot of times too, when I give all these links, you can go up there, click on the links, and a lot of times they'll have um, email new news lists you can get on. Most of them aren't like too many emails they send, but that's a good way to keep you up, to, because see, I can't do that, I, I I try with the newsletters that I send out, even in my email list, but there's just no way, and a lot of times you'll see something maybe once or twice from me, but I can't give every single update they're doing, and if you go up there and you subscribe to their list, then that's something that, you know, you'll be on that list, and you'll be informed and as up-to-date as I am about a given issue, or maybe even more, because I can't afford to look at every, or I can't, not afford, but I can't, I can't take the time to look at every single thing in depth when I've got so much news flooding in. So, then there's a White House petition update, and it says we are more than 60% of the way toward our goal of 5,000 signers. Uh, Now, that has been upped. I know that they're... This, the October 26th is the deadline here. Now, I'm going to check something. I'll be right back. Okay, some more good news. There, at the time of the writing of this, it said we're more than 60% of our way toward the goal of 5,000 signers before the October 26th deadline. This is a White House petition. This is whitehouse.gov petition. Um, thank you to the 3,100 who have already signed a petition calling for the White House to prohibit all federal agencies from promoting, endorsing, or funding fluoridation of the public drinking water. Now, this is a mega-huge thing for this particular issue. This is calling for the White House to prohibit prohibit all federal agencies from promoting, endorsing, or funding fluoridation of the public drinking water. Once we collect the remaining 1,900 signatures, we will get an official response to our petition from the Obama administration. Well, uh, that's like saying, well, Satan, can we please, please... uh, you know, do the right thing, Satan. 
so again, maybe something you also want to pray about. If you haven't signed the petition, please pay, take a minute to do so here. There's a link here you can click on. Um, if you have problems signing it, please see our suggested instructions. This is from Stuart Cooper, campaign manager of the Fluoride Action Network. Now, I just went up there, and they've already got over the 5,000. They've got like 5,100-something signatures. That's great, but I'd love to see a whole lot more. Uh, there needs to be more than 5,000 people making uh, regarding an outcry about this. I mean, there's millions and millions and millions of people in the United States, and there needs to be more than 5,000 doing this. So uh, I would encourage you to go up there. Uh, it's You have until October 26th. Uh, this teaching is going to be up on, I believe, the 18th. And um, actually, no, it'll be up the 17th. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm already past 12 o'clock teaching. So... Uh, got a late start on today. Anyway, so yeah, the um, I would I would highly suggest you do it because they New World Order boys do look at this stuff and they understand that every signature that goes on a petition represents like I don't know how many hundred people typically in the demographic. So um, if we do nothing, if we you know don't know about it, we do nothing. No prayer going up about things that the New World Order agenda is just going to roll like a steamroller and. Um, this is a bright area that I'm actually seeing here, where I'm, I'm seeing some, some changes here. And it's a righteous thing to do this, because this is such a horrific thing they're doing to humanity. I mean, what a... I mean, we're just all being poisoned without, our, without informed consent. And it's happening in mass. And just one of the many ways that they're doing this. So, I'm going to go ahead and stop here for today. I'm almost... I've only got enough for about another 40 minutes of recording, and um, the next subject is going to take a little while to get through. We're going to talk about chemtrails in the next one. It's point eight, And I will endeavor, hopefully next week, to get through the next 14 pages, but i got a feeling it's probably going to increase. And um, hopefully we can get put this study kind of to bed next week and uh, start up with the other things that we typically cover. So anyway, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. Uh, I just pray, God, that wherever there is truth, wherever there is righteousness, that it would go forth, Lord God, that, that it would penetrate the darkness in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would dispatch your angels toward this end, Lord God. And that, Lord God, that this truth would go forth, that blind eyes would be opened, that you give give us ears to hear and hearts to receive, and that, Lord God, that truth would lead ultimately to the salvation of these people that are in darkness. And even Christians, Lord, that are unaware of these things, the Christians that are being destroyed for lack of knowledge, that they would be educated on these issues. Ignorance is not bliss. And you are a God of truth. And you operate in truth and in justice and in equity and in righteous judgment. And I pray for these things. I pray for the ordinances of justice, as you say in your word. I pray that your light would shine on this darkness that we are exposing on a global scale. And people would get their eyes open, Lord God, and souls would be saved. And the body of Christ would be blessed and protected and would increase. And that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord God, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I pray for your protective hand to be upon my listeners, upon... Um, Lord God, uh, the body of Christ in general, those 
praying for this ministry, those that have given to this ministry. I pray you bless them, Lord God, and and uh, that your angels would encamp around about them, God. And, and, and we, we praise you, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen.